So awesome. I'm doing so well. I couldn't even, I got in last night at midnight and I didn't even sleep all night because I was so excited. Oh, that's so nice. What is that behind you in that frame? That's, that's my recording studio. Oh, it's that cool. is so cool. Is that your Emmy? Yeah, that's an Emmy and a Grammy. Well, a Grammy is over here. Oh my gosh. Platinum albums. Just That's Justin Timberlake. That's the record I got the Grammy for. And then uh, this is another record, I think that's another gold record, Brian McKnight, and another gold record, Brian McKnight. So, yeah, that's my little, this is my little studio. <laughs> uh, your little studio, that is so awesome. Oh like, my god! What's that robot? Oh, check this out. Hold on. Look at this. See those robots up there? I do. Yeah, that's my little collection of robots. I, I've been collecting robots since I was a kid, so I've got like, a whole bunch of really cool stuff. Aww. Cool things. I think I recognize some of those from my boys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God, you look so vibrant and orange. <laughs> uh, this is Jesse's favorite color. So this is kind of like my shirt that I wear. Awesome. So is it just going to be us two today? It's just going to be us two. And so this is just, this is just to say hello for you to say hello to everybody, all of our choose lovers that are out there um, and for them to get to know you um, forget. I, I want them to really know you and your passion and everything that you're about so they can feel connection and love to you and, right. uh, and, and the importance that how nutrition fits into choosing love mm -hmm. for our bodies and, and for others. And, uh, and then I just kind of want to announce our partnership and the fact that we're going to be working together and bringing, uh, super friends, superfood friends into our schools to get everybody start to think about it and get excited about it. I love it. This is the, this is the best birthday gift ever because my birthday was Monday. That's why I went to Chicago to spend June 21st was my birthday. No way. Yeah, I just turned 20, 56. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> my birthday is June 19th and I just turned 53. Wow, you look so vibrant and young. Look at you. So you. <laughs> 30. <laughs> and you know what? We're going to teach kids about this nutrition so they can stay young forever. And that's healthy. exactly right. And that's why we look the way we look because of our mental health and our nutritional health and our spiritual health and our emotional health. I think all those, all those things are like a ring. They just tie together, you know? You know what? You know what I'm thinking right now? Because this has already started, you and I. I think we're going to do this format a little bit differently. Usually I have like this buttoned up. Hey, my name's Scarlett Lewis. I'm the founder of the Jesse Lewis Choose Love Movement. I have a very special guest, but this is already, this is already oh, going. This is already flowing. It's like we're, we're already in a flow. So I think that we should just take it from here. I mean, the Ammies, the, the Emmys, the Grammys, your recording studio. I think it's such a beautiful place to start because we have so much within us as human beings and so much potential. And I think sometimes fear gets in the way of that. And I really want to talk to you about um, how, how you have grown all of this. It's an amazing story and it starts with such a solid foundation in your family, but Prescott Ellison is with me in the house today. Um, Prescott is, uh, the creator of superfood friends, which we're going to go into, um, which is going to change your life, the lives of kids. And actually it's going to start from the bottom up and creating a beautiful foundation for what we've been doing, which is, um, teaching essential life skills and then promoting them throughout life. But of course the base of all of this is nutrition. And I remember early on Prescott, somebody came up to me as I was speaking and they said, what about food? What about food? Like you're talking about 
uh, about um, social and emotional intelligence, but don't you think you should be starting at food? And I thought, you know, good point. Cause if you don't have a decent meal, you're not going to be working on your, you know, being, being loving and kind, <laughs> it's, it would be impossible. And then I thought, you know what, I, I know I was put on this earth for a reason and a purpose. And so this is my purpose, um, to spread Jesse's message of nurturing, healing, love. Uh, and I wasn't thinking eventually I will be led to somebody that will, uh, help us with that foundation. But I found that person in you, Prescott, and I'm so thrilled because you are such an amazing person. Uh, you are a Lifetime Achievement Award winner by President Barack Obama. Um, obviously, you have an Emmy and a Grammy, and you've worked with people like Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Stevie Wonder, Brian McKnight, and uh, you are a, uh, an award-winning drummer. You are a inventor. You, you're a patented inventor of the buddy bench. And I want to talk about that. I want a buddy bench. Uh, I need a buddy bench actually <laughs> beyond just wanting, um, you're a published author. You're a cartoonist an animator an educator an entrepreneur. Um, you're amazing. Oh, <laughs> and, and and I know that you're you're even more than that, and uh, and and back to the creator of Superfood Friends, which is why we're here to bring nutrition education into all schools. That's um, your goal, which I think is so necessary. And uh, and and what made you want to do that? I mean, where does it all start? Well, it all started. <laughs> I feel like I'm reciting a script because this story is just so ingrained in my in my soul and my spirit well it all started in chicago right on the south side of chicago i think it was 1972 i was seven years old and i was sitting at the table and there was this bowl of fruit in front of me and my mother usually before we would have a meal and this is where it all started my mother being an educator her and her girlfriend had uh, kindergarten, preschool, daycare center called Professional Playhouse. And it was in, in, in our neighborhood, in the Pullman area where I grew up. And so all the kids would go there. So everybody knew each other and everybody knew my mother. And then my father owned a restaurant called Wilby's, which was down the street, across the street from the high school and the grammar school. So we were kind of like the, the, the Barack Obama family of the neighborhood because we had the daycare center, the restaurant, the store. So Hence, now look, now watch how all this stuff ties in together. So my mother has a daycare center, kindergarten education. And my father has this restaurant. So we got education food. So that's, that's the early seed before anybody knew what anything was going on. Yeah. So as fate would have it, my mother would educate us about nutrition and food and the things that we were eating and the reason that we were eating and the benefits and the results of eating, you are what you eat. So that being said, I took it a step further because growing up, I was always a creative, curious kid, you know, teaching myself how to play the drums, self-taught everything. I taught myself how to play the drums, how to draw, how to do art, how to write books, you know, and create characters and just duplicate what has been done so many times by Leonardo da Vinci and Walt Disney, which are two of my primary influences and my number one influence is my dad and my mom, obviously, because they are the ones that raised me. But I think at the end of the day, so continuing with the story of how the Superfood Friends were created, my mother said, okay, before you guys eat, I want you to write a report about what you're about to eat. And I want you to write down what it is you're eating, what are the, whether it's a fruit, a vegetable, a protein, if it's a carb, starch, rice, whatever it is, write it down, categorize it, name it, what color is it, uh, basically quantify the, the, what it embodies and how it's going to benefit you once you eat it. And what, so it's almost like we would create this flow chart. This is the food. This is where it goes in the body. This is what it does. It affects the eyes. It affects the heart. It affects the, the, the nervous system. It affects the mind. It affects, gives you energy. It gives you strength. It builds muscles, spinach, that type of thing. And I was always a big fan of um, Popeye, you know, because Popeye would eat spinach and then he'd get strong. So I think that that was something 
that was kind of in the back of my head also. So anyway, back to the story, bowl of fruit sitting there. And then so I took an, and actually my mother took a picture of this. I can show you a picture of this, actually what I'm telling you, from 1972. My mother just happened to take a candid picture of her son sitting there getting ready to draw something. She didn't know that it was going to result in this 40 something years later. So I took the apple, I put the apple in front of me and I said, okay, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm about to eat this apple. And I'm, I'm like, the apple is good for my heart. You know, apple a day keeps the doctor away. So I'm in my mind, I'm like creating these little stories and songs and stuff. And I'm just having fun with it. So I got the pencil in my hand and I'm like, okay. So then I drew the apple. I'm like this apple should have a face. So, you know, I drew a little smiley face. And then I was like, this apple should have a body. And then so I drew a little body. And then I said, this apple should have a name. And so I called the man the apple. <laughs> and then I got another piece of fruit out the bowl. I was like, this is a banana. And then I was like, this banana should have a face. So I drew a face. So I did that for like three or four different other fruits. And so I initially came up with Andy Apple, Buddy Banana, Patty Peach, and Ollie Orange, right? And so that was just, there was no, nothing else behind it. It was just a simple idea, right? And then from that point on, I never thought about it ever again. Like, Every time we'd eat, we would eat spinach, I would say, okay, spinach has iron, vitamin C, vitamin A, it's a green leafy vegetable, it's good for whatever. So we continued that throughout, you know, our childhood. You know what's incredible about that? I just want to say something. Your mom already knew what it took Harvard University uh, a little while later to realize when we're aware of the benefits of something, we experience them on an exponential level. So, I mean, literally by you naming what those fruits and vegetables were going to do for your body, how they were going to benefit you, you were actually increasing the benefit. And that's, that's research from an Ivy league university. How cool is that? That is very, very cool. And I just discovered something and I want to make, make sure we put like little pins along the way of this conversation, because I want to come back, because I want to take like a side note, but I want to come back to the point. So I'm going to mentally remember where we were at with that. Okay, okay, you put the mental pin in it, I'll write it down. That's what I've and been doing. <laughs> so we were so we were at the point of the spinach and me going into a different direction. But what I wanted to say to you is that I just realized when I went to Chicago and spent nine days with my family on Father's, well, when I first got there, I was telling my father, he's like, son, you look in great shape. You're ripped, you're lean, you're cut. You look like you got low, you know, low body mass index weight, everything. And um, he's like, yeah, I'm getting this gut on me, you know, cause he's 88 years old. He's like, I got a little belly and he's like short and stocky. He's like, I wanna, you know, and my, my, my cholesterol is kind of high. And he was showing me this chart every day. He writes down what his cholesterol is in his blood cause he tips his finger or whatever. So I said, dad, I said, I want you to be around for a long time. And I said, I know you've got your, your routines of how you eat, what you eat in the morning. So I said, I just want to share something very profound with you. And he says, okay, son. I said, dad, I, I have this tea that I actually created as a result of doing research of all of the different benefits of herbs. Because you think people drink herbal tea, green tea, echinacea tea, these types of teas. So I took it a step further just for my own benefit, for my own health. I didn't know that it was going to grow into what I'm getting ready to tell you. So I basically did research on these 10 ingredients. Basil, thyme, sage, rosemary, cilantro, parsley, ginger, honey, cider vinegar, lemon. So those are 10 ingredients. So each one of them I looked up and I said, the benefits of parsley tea, the benefits of cilantro tea, the benefits of um, rosemary tea, basil. So then I said, well, what if I combine all of these elements together and create a way that I can meal prep them and each day I can prepare them and now I have to, now I have to determine how I'm going to execute, how it can just be an easy thing, just put the bag in there, add water and drink it. That way you don't have to cut into your day. So I, I came up with this routine of on Sunday, you go and you buy all the herbs, your, par your parsley, thyme, rosemary, basil, blah, 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 ginger, honey, everything. Set it up on a table, have six sandwich bags, because I do it six days a week, six individual sandwich bags. And so I prepare everything, put it in the bag. And then when Monday comes, 
I take all the components out of the bag and I put them in a blender and blend all the herbs up because it's like everything's leafy. So you want it to be minced down to the most minuscule size, right? So are they dried or are they are they green? Yeah, they're green. They're all green. This is like if you oh, buy okay. green cilantro, green parsley, okay. and yeah. actually the rosemary, thymes, and sage come in like a little plastic thing. You can get it at Whole Foods. Yeah. yeah. Then the and rest. So I basically mince everything up so that it's the granules, so it becomes granulated, just like the, the tea in a tea bag. So I pour that in and I boil it for like five, seven minutes, and then I get a strainer and I strain it, and that's my tea. But the sediments is the most important thing because the sediments, I eat the sediments after I drink the tea because by the sediments going into your system instead of throwing them away, you get a hundred times the benefits of everything in the herbs inside of your gut. So my father did this for five days. And when I saw him right before I came home, he said, son, I'm gonna let you see my, my cholesterol blood sugar chart. It had dropped like 20 points. It it drastically him just drinking this herbal tea that I made he's like oh my god he's like son I think you're on to something so now I said you know what I'm gonna do the her the herbal heroes like heroes like like um like buddy or, or or berry basil so I'm gonna add herbs to the superfood friends so think about this you know how Marvel Comics has X-Men Fantastic Four and the Avengers Mm -hmm. They're all different groups. And then each group has individual like Thor and Hulk and this Captain America. So I'm thinking as far as nutrition and food, you know, we have herbs, we have vegetables, you know, we have all these different foods. I'm a, the only superfoods are the ones that have superpowers. Now herbs obviously have superpowers. Manuk honey has, so actually I'm starting to create like a bumblebee that's called Busy Bee and she makes like Manuka honey because the, the attributes of honey are great for children. So now I've opened up a whole nother universe of characters and, and a whole nother category of health with just the herbs. So now imagine me coming out with superfood friends, herbal tea for kids, partially tea, cilantro tea, the super, super blended tea with all of them. So, so now I'm just, not only am I teaching them but we actually have it. And then on top of that, go to the next level of creating the Superfood Friends gardening kits. So the kids are planting these herbs and these vegetables and fruits in their backyard. So now we're starting this movement of the kids going, first learning about what they're eating, then sustainably growing and providing themselves with these things they're not even gonna, imagine when they become teenagers and adults, they're not gonna go, they're gonna have a garden. I was also gonna have a Superfood Friends Kids Summer Camp where we teach them about gardening and agri, I actually created an agricultural component with a student who went to UNLV who was interested in helping me do what I was doing. I said, okay, I'm gonna do this curriculum, which was the K through five curriculum. It took me a year to develop that curriculum and I'm gonna send you all the books so you can look at them. And this lady named Sherry Mosley, she was a senior learning strategist for Clark County School District in Las Vegas, Nevada. She says, I like what you're doing. I'm gonna help you compile your data and your information and actually create something that fits within Common Core curriculum standards. And everything that I did basically exceeded because the standard, the standard is really, really low. Common Core curriculum standards are, are way down here because what I'm doing is like at a super level. So I created this, after I did the Superfood Friends component, while I was working on that, this student was gathering information and data for hydroponics, aquaponics, aeroponics, gardening, raised bed planting, this and that. And so I said this, I told her everything I wanted to do with the curriculum, I wanted to teach kids to do this, that and the other. Did you by any chance see the video with the mayor and the kids were pulling the carrots out of the ground. Yes, I did. So that's a component of my program that because um, it was outdoors and it was so hot in Vegas, we could only do it like in certain times. But then I came up with a solution for that. I have a friend that owns a company called, um, what is it called? Hold on, hold on. Um, Crop Box. He takes, he converts shipping containers 
and turns it into a hydroponic self-sustainable garden on the inside of this crop box. And he sells them to farmers and I'm working on a deal so I can get, provide them to schools. So if it's the gov, I'm even trying to do it with the, the Department of Defense so they can deploy these crop boxes in Afghanistan or in Alaska or in any remote region, whether it's too cold or too hot, they're solar driven. They don't need any water because it's, it's no, they don't need any dirt. They don't need dirt. It just with the water and the actual, the way that they, this thing is set up is it takes the moisture out of the air and it condenses and makes moist and it makes the water that filtrates throughout the, it's amazing. So this is a whole nother level that hasn't even been done with the schools, but it's where I'm going because this is like a 10, 20 year rollout. This'll be, this'll be continuing to grow when I'm dead and gone because I'm creating something that's gonna continuously evolve and then other people's minds are gonna come in and say, hey, well, we can do, and it's just gonna be just like Disney. Disney's now owns Pixar, it owns Star Wars, it owns um, Pixar, Star Wars, and Marvel, and they just acquired. So I've got all these ideas that I want to share with people, and I can only do so much. That's why when I partner with people like yourself, it just touches my heart that someone else gets it. Because imagine a person whose car runs out of gas, and they're just pushing it down the road by themselves without AAA, without a tow truck, without investors, without this. And and because they're so determined to get that car to the to the next gas station, they just keep pushing. And then somebody like you comes along and say, hey, can I give you a hand? Or hey, why don't I just use my AAA card and you can sit in my car in the air condition, the, the tow truck will come, we'll grab a sandwich, he'll fix your flat or whatever. <laughs> so it takes these things for, in order for something big to happen, it takes a collective, it takes a collective effort. So I, I really appreciate when people like yourself embrace what I'm doing because I'm like, so it really is good because when you do something that's really, really good that you know is important and that you know has a purpose and is very significant with regards to the, the contribution that it's making to humanity, you know in your heart is good. But when it's just sitting, 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 sitting and you're not getting the attention, but it's all about patience. It's all about patience and preparation because it's in, in the universe, it's like, it's not ready, Prescott. Keep working, keep building, keep building. Don't worry about who's listening. Don't worry that it's seven years. Don't worry that you're 10 years in and you're not making any money. Just keep building it because when it's finished, when you pull that shiny car out of the garage you've been building for the last 10 years and people see the wheels and the tires and the engine and the chrome, you've been working. Then you turn it on and they hear that engine roar, you're gonna get Penske and Hertz to sponsor you to put it on the racetrack. So that's why I just continued building what I'm building. So that was a long rant that went somewhere else, but I just wanted to share that with you. No, that was amazing. And it gave us a really good idea of the importance of what you're doing, your belief in it personally, and where you're going. Um, you know, and I, I'm still stuck on the T because while you were talking about it, I was thinking, I was hoping, I was praying that you had a product that I could just buy instead of having to go out and create it myself. I'm that person. Mm -hmm. So you, but you make it easy for, for all of us. I mean, nobody that's listening today is going to be saying, oh, you know what, nutrition, understanding the value of what you're putting in your body. Uh, learning how to, to grow things and, and, and getting all the benefits that that gives. That's not important. Nobody's going to be saying that. We all know that it's important, but we all also have, uh, you know, our purposes in life and what's important to us and what we've been working on. We have very little time at the end of the day. That's why I love partnering with people like you, because this is really important. Uh, and, and so to be able to partner, we can bring even more of kind of this holistic uh, set of needs and wants to our schools, homes, and communities without having to do everything ourselves. And, uh, and you certainly are, I, I can definitely see the influence of Walt Disney in your characters, um, and, and, you know, you, uh, I watched a video of you where you go along and you introduce each one of the characters and you show the drawing that you did. And then you show another version where they're colored in and you say, look, no special effects, 
no animation in these things. This is just all me. And then you put the camera over to this whole series of children's books that you've written with those same characters. That alone, I think, is really inspiring and motivating for our kids, for them. You know, I think we've moved so far away from what's real, uh, you know, just, just drawing and creating ourselves. And this also is such an inspiration for kids to see, wow, you know, and, and it's so relatable, the characters to all of us. You know, when I started Choose Love and I was uh, talking about social and emotional intelligence. Here's this interesting thing. And it also applies to nutrition as well. It's like, I know that, you know, I know about the basics of nutrition, not as much as you do. I know it. I don't necessarily practice it all the time. And I have high cholesterol, by the way, I need to talk to you about that tea afterwards. Anyway, um, I, I, you know, but I also, you know, we, we're just big kids, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. You've got, we're doing this for the, for the little kids, but it's just as important for us big kids. We have to remind ourselves, we have to practice these things in our lives. We have to keep them alive, keep motivated, keep inspired, because these are the things I'm talking and I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in nutrition and social and emotional intelligence here. These are the things that are the foundation from which we move forward from which we flourish and, and, and have meaningful and purpose-filled lives. This is so important. And so that was also, that was my rant. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I know, but just, we're so excited, right? You have to, to, uh, to excuse us. Um, I love too, that one of your favorite quotes or it's your quote is anything is possible. Yes. And you are living proof of that because, you know, as I sit here looking at you, I'm not sure that everybody's going to be able to see this, but you're sitting in front of your, your Emmy award and your Grammy with Justin Timberlake. And you've got all of this equipment to record sound and music yet you have your inspiration. You say is also Leonardo da Vinci, Leonardo da Vinci was an inventor. And when I, I was reading an article and I, and it showed some of Leonardo da Vinci's drawings, and then it showed the drawing and the concept of the buddy bench that you created. And it was like, wow, I see that influence. That is so cool. Can you tell us a little bit about the buddy bench? Body bench. Body bench. What? Bo I like body the, I like Actually, you know why? Because there are buddy benches and we've partnered with a couple of schools. The buddy bench is a beautiful concept too. It's this bench that you put outside. And if you're lonely, if you're a kid that's lonely, you go and you sit on the bench and it's a signal. And, and so it's a signal to other kids. Like I'm feeling a little bit lonely. They come and they sit. That's a beautiful thing, but this is the body bench. Okay. So this is the body bench. Yes. By any way, by any chance, did you happen? I don't think I sent you the video of that. No, I've been doing my research, Prescott. But you have, did you see the video for the body bench? No, I haven't seen the actual video. For oh, the body I'll, send, I'll send it later because we're doing the podcast okay. and I don't want to do it. But I'm going to tell you the story behind the body bench. So I've been playing drums for, I would say, 50 years because I started when I was seven. Um, I've been playing professionally about 30 years. I've toured around the world constantly for 25 years. So I've been in every country, every state, every city, everywhere. So I'm touring, I'm trying to sustain and this intense level of excellence with regards to my performance, with regards to my concentration, with regards to my focus and my ability, my capability to be a strong, solid, machine that drives the band because that's what the drums do it's the pulse it's the engine it's it's the beat so you can't be playing slow and you can't play like very lax of days you have to have the intention of this is what it is this is where the beat is and people are dancing so with that being said it's not an easy job if you're not prepared if you haven't fueled up if you haven't gotten rest 
and if you're not conditioned to pound those drums because the average drummer in in an hour performance you're hitting the drums at least 500,000 times if if not more. i mean because yes because it's constantly like i could do a drum roll and hit the drum a thousand times in less than 15 seconds like i could do a 30 second note drum roll at 120 bpms and hit the drum 5,000 times like it's just like really intense <laughs> so anyway that being said back to the body bench so i'm on tour and there are different conditions circumstances and situations that may arise due to getting in late being behind schedule transportation's not there on time didn't get enough sleep so when I would work out and other things going on emotionally, exactly. Psychologically, yeah. Yeah. lack of concentration, distraction yeah. from some other, somebody called you and said, Oh, well this happened or this bill didn't get paid or we shut your lights off and you got to figure out somebody to do something anyway. So I said, okay, what is the most easiest, sustainable, effective method for me to take on the road with me? And I was like, okay, calisthenics push-ups, sit-ups, squats, jumping jacks, dips. You can do it anywhere, anywhere. You can grab a, a, a limb on a tree and pull yourself up or do push-ups or do sit-ups. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to have to depend on doing, going to the gym because I would be like, okay, when I get there, I'll go to the gym. And then I had to throw that out because the gym would be so far away. I didn't have time to get to the gym and get back. And then you get there and you're waiting to, for your turn on it because it's crowded and then it becomes an hour wasted time and you don't get anything accomplished. So I said, I need something sustainable. So I went to, I was in Denver and this was in 2004 and I was in Denver and I, I went to a sports um, equipment store and I said, hello, sir, I'm in town. We're performing at the Paramount Theater downtown. And I would like to know if you have a piece of equipment that can facilitate push-ups, sit-ups, dips, crunches, body weight exercises. And so he says, okay, let's get the cart. Let's go down the aisle. So we're going up and down the aisle. We go through one aisle and he puts a, a sit-up bench in there. And then he puts a pull-up bar in there. And then he has the perfect push-up little devices that you can do the push-ups. He throws all this stuff in the cart and we get to the register and he smiles. He says, yeah, we found everything. I said, no, sir, I don't think you heard me. I said, I need one piece of equipment that does all of that. What's in this cart, I need one thing that I can take with me. It's gotta be compact, it's gotta be portable, and it's gotta be able to provide a platform to do all this. And he says, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. And I was like, okay, well, I'll go to another store in another city. So after three or four cities and five or 10 different stores, to no luck, I never was able to find anything. So then in my mind, I was like, this is what it looks, this is the thing that I want to use. I closed my eyes. And I saw it. So then I drew it on a piece of paper. And then I, you know, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, this is what it looks like from the side. This is what it looks like from the top, from the front, from the bottom. And then I said, well, how high is it? So that I literally stood in an empty room and I imagined myself and I imagined the bench in front of me in my mind. And then I just like did my hand like this along the top of it, but I was like bending over. I said, it's probably like two feet high three feet long. So visually in my mind, I'm creating this thing with my hands. And if my hands were like playing like a virtual reality video game, and I was able to like a cat drawing on a computer, create it virtually, I did that in my mind. And then I drew it. And then I went to this fabrication shop in Las Vegas that built the frames for dune buggies. And I said, Hey, listen, I want to build this. And I showed him the picture and he says, well, I have some, um, some spare parts in the back and I can show you how to weld it. I really don't have time right now. And so, you know, I was like, okay. So he showed me how to weld. I put the little thing on and I literally built this thing like right there, Frankenstein. I was welding and first I was melting the seams too much because the mixture of the flames were too hot because it has blue flame, red flame. It's gotta be perfect. Then it's like yellow and orange. It's that a little adjustment. So I taught myself all that on the spot, put the shield down, got some more, pieces of metal, welded it, blew it, and got it all done. Then I put a bar on it, I put a pad on it. I went down the street, I got a piece of wood. I went to this place that did upholstery for cars. I gave them this piece of wood. I said, can you put a pad on this with a black top, like a motorcycle seat 
because I'm going to put it on this bench and so lay and I brought it back. I screwed it in. And all this I have on this video, I have a video that shows all the, because I had, this was back when the, I, the, I think the, the first iPhone that had the camera on it. So I was taking pictures of all this stuff and I documented it and made a video. So long story short, I made that and I was like, took it with me the next tour came and this thing weighed, probably weighed like 50 or 60 because it was like two by four of metal tube piping and it was just heavy iron. It was really heavy. So I was like, this thing's heavy, but it gets the job done. And, and it was all welded together. So I couldn't take it apart or disassemble it or fold it. It was just the Frankenstein. It was the prototype. But I used it. I went on tour. I came back home. And then there was another fabrication shop where I said, hey, I want to build these, but I want to make them lighter. I want to use a lighter alloy material. So I went online and, and researched the different thicknesses of alloy and the, the depths of thickness and all that stuff. And so then I built 100 of them. I built a jig and he was like, okay, you put everything in the jig and everyone's going to come out exactly the same because the jig, basically you put the metal in, you tack weld it, you weld it, you paint it, put the thing on. So I had this little, little, little assembly line going. I had these two guys that I saw at, at Home Depot. I said, Hey, you guys want to work for me? I'm going to make these benches. And so I was paying them like 50 bucks a day and, and lunch and we got it done. And that, that's on the video as well. So I did this little, so then the, the cost to make each bench was like $300 because I wasn't buying the, the, the materials in bulk. So I said, this is too, ex I can't, this, does, this is not business-wise, this doesn't make sense because it's way too expensive. So then on our next tour, we went to Taiwan. And while we were in Taiwan at the hotel I was staying in, there was a manufacturing convention. So I went to the convention, I went to each booth and I said, hey, I got this idea. Can you build this? Can you? And so I ended up finding a manufacturer called um, Quinform Industrial Fitness, and they built all of the equipment that you see made for TV, like the ab roller and the thigh master, stuff like that. So they were perfect for this. So they built a couple of prototypes, sent them to me, and I was like, okay, this is perfect, but it needs to be able to either fold or come apart so it could fit in a smaller box, because if you send it like it is, it's too huge. So long story short, I went through that whole process. I got a patent for, I got the design patent. I got the provisional patent. I got the utility patent. I got the international patent, got it manufactured, received my first shipment like six years ago from Malaysia because they had a, a plant in Taiwan and Malaysia. Brought it in. I had to learn about importing, exporting, the manifest, the shipping journal and this and that. And you have to have all these things. And if, if something not checked off on that paperwork, they're going to confiscate your container. It's going to be sitting there for months. So I literally was like learning all this whole, a whole nother trade. Not only am I manufacturing it, but I'm making it and, sh and doing all this work myself. So then I did like a Indiegogo fundraising campaign and said, hey, I'm making these benches. I did a little video. I was like, if you guys want to buy these benches to help me pay for the shipment. And I ended up selling all of the benches. And then the Superfood Friends was created in 2000, and I think it was 2006, when I actually started making the stories and stuff. But then after that developed, I said, hey, I should add the body bench as a fitness component to the, the nutritional component. So then when I go in schools, I'm providing benches, wall graphics, books, the whole. So that's how everything that I've done, and I also have music and songs. So it's all encompassing. It's fully engaged. It's its own universe. And it's just exponentially expanding every day, agriculture, fitness, sports. And, and if, I don't know if you notice or not, but each one of the Superfood Friends characters each have their own unique skill set that pertains to either a sport or an activity. Each one of them has an actual a football outfit, a cheerleading outfit, a hula hoop, roller skates, skis, volleyball, tennis, basketball. Every sport is represented by each Superfood Friends. So I have a friend named Neil Everett, who's on ESPN Sports Center, five days a week, doing the highlights of the games and this and that. And he invited me to go on there. And it was during the time I think it was like five years ago when the Dodgers had won the uh, the World Series. And when the guy hit the home run, Neil Everett said, um, "Tommy Machula, he's been eating his superfood friends and hanging out with Andy." So he's saying all this on live air. And can you imagine? How many people are hearing him say the word superfood friends? So I have an SEO guy that handles all my IT stuff for the website. And he's like, man, 
your website's spiking. You're getting all this. He's like, what? Because he called me. He's like, did you just do something? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, everything, people are Googling this name. It's like, it's search engine because it shows you how many views you get and when you get them. So it was as a result of that. So that led to me having a conversation with ESPN Foundation, which is based in Connecticut. And they said, hey, maybe we could create a partnership where we introduce you to the powers that be that run the NFL, major football, soccer, basketball, baseball, all of the sports, NHL, hockey, and we create these super food friends camps, football camp, basketball camp. And this will be, now think about this. I would like to, throughout the entire 365 days of the year, basketball season is from this point to this point, hockey season is from this point to this point, football season from here to here, baseball from here to here. So imagine having Superfood Friends camps in every city, the 49ers, the Chicago Bears, the Lakers. So now we've got this activity, we got kids in school learning about nutrition, then when school's out, now they're participating in these sports camps to learn these activities, to swim, to canoe. And then we've also got the component of agriculture. We're teaching them. So now we're teaching them about nutrition. We're teaching them about mental health and emotional health. We're teaching them about physical conditioning and fitness. We're teaching them about sports. There's no reason these kids will not eat right or be overweight. And remember, I won the 2017 Childhood Obesity Prevention Awards. So now we're preventing childhood obesity, high cholesterol, diabetes, kids overweight. We're changing the world with this and with what you're doing. We're creating a whole new world, a whole new generation of little soldiers is what we're doing. It's, it's fascinating to listen to you, Prescott, talking about how you took an idea and, and actually based on a need that you had that a lot of us have, but took it the next step to create it and all those steps of creation. Hopefully you are inspiring some people who are listening that have had other ideas in their head and giving them ideas that that can actually become a reality because you're living proof of that. That's incredible. Um, and you're right. You're right. We can create the world that we want to live in. We can do that through love and compassion. And, and that all starts with nutrition and fitness and brain health. We know that we, we know that yet when you look at what's reflected in our curriculums and in our, and even in our everyday life, Prescott, uh, and I'm talking about myself too, it, it doesn't always reflect what we know. And so this is kind of, uh, you know, making this available makes it easier, makes it something that we can take and, and, uh, and, and use on an everyday basis in a friendly way in a friendly and easy way. So, and, and what I wanted to, thanks, thank you for saying that. And what I wanted to go back to was earlier when we were talking about collective data. Now, so remember I told you the story about my dad and him having high cholesterol, blood sugar levels. So imagine what happens when we start collecting data, compartmentalized data based on gender, based on race, like African-Americans, for, for Caucasians, for Asians, for Hispanic, Latino, whatever, Italian. And so now in all these different schools all over the world, work and, and know and understand that every culture has their own way of eating, their own traditions. Italians like pasta, Mexicans like fried foods and fr refried beans and tortillas. African-Americans like fried foods and sweets. And everybody has Asians like rice. And you know, so based on what people are eating, imagine being able to track the difference when we just introduce fruits and vegetables and herbal teas to everyone, regardless if you eat, because it, it's not about vegan, no, 
fruits and vegetables and herbs, that's all we're talking about. We're not getting in any debates. We're not talking about don't eat. We're just saying we would like for you to eat vegetables, fruits, and use these herbs to maintain and sustain being detox, cleansing your liver, your kidney, your digestion, your, your, your lymph node system, your, your, your nervous system, your circulatory system, your digestive system, your mental sleep, resting. That's all we're talking about. So imagine collecting the data to show the difference in how much weight these kids lose, how much more energy they have, how much more they're engaged with each other, with their families. They're going to the store making conscious, healthy, informed decisions for themselves. They're not just sitting here waiting for their mom to go, okay, we're gonna have Captain Crunch and, 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 and Rice Krispie Treats. And kids, because I've taught the kids in Vegas, I've taught over 5,000 kids in my program, and the, the, the parent will be going to, to school and they'll go to McDonald's to get a Happy Meal for breakfast and the kids will say, no, I'm not eating that. And the parent go, what do you mean you're not? Mr. Prescott said, you can't eat fried food. You're supposed to eat vegetables and fruits because that's gonna make me feel tired. That's gonna make me sleepy. And I can't concentrate when you make me eat that and drop me off and then you go to work. And the parents come to me at the different parents teacher conferences and they go, thank you. At first I was mad because I'm like, who is he to tell my kids what to eat, you know? But then they think about it. Then I had one parent say, hey, um, the kids will say, hey, we, we want to eat fruits and vegetables. Well, we can't afford that. We just, we're going to eat canned food and we just shut up. You know, mommy can't afford we're on food stamps. And so the little kid will say, well, Prescott said, you can go to the dollar store or the 99 cent and you can buy fruits and vegetables. It may not be the best quality, but it's better than what you're feeding us, mom. These kids, I'm telling you, I just wish you could see what I'm telling you. And you will see it because once we start doing what we're doing, the kids will be impacted, families will be impacted, the communities will be impacted, the neighborhoods, the schools, every, and it's just going to, we're gonna be a positive virus. We're gonna be the anti-COVID virus seriously. And we're going to spread throughout the world. Like I looked at the map that you have that had all the little red dots of where your schools, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. So imagine if we inject this superfood friends antivirus into the world, people's immune systems will improve everything. Their brain, I mean, when we're not doing the podcast, I want to show you the science because I've done some research with regards to myelination, priming, all these different things that I've incorporated into my program that are scientifically founded and how it impacts and how the children receive it. It's going to blow your mind. Well, well, one thing that I was thinking while you were talking is that this is all science. It's not an opinion. You have hardcore science to back up everything that you're saying. And the other thing that you're saying, which you sound like me, cause you're like, wait till you see it. It's really true, but mm -hmm. I don't have to wait because I'm already seeing it with choose love. These mm -hmm. kids literally, we do have a home program, but even when parents don't take it in, don't bring it, bring the actual program, the home program into their home. The kids, uh, every, every lesson has uh, a home component. So the kids bring home what they learn. And it's funny. I have heard uh, the, a parent will be driving. She'll be talking on the phone to one of her friends and the little kid will pipe up in the back and say, mommy, that's not choosing love. And right. they're like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and, and, uh, even in, but even in really harrowing times, we've heard stories where kids are bringing the skills and tools that they've learned in their classroom home and teaching their parents in the moment, how to self-regulate, how mm -hmm. to create that space between what happens to you and your response. So you can return your locus of control inward. You can take your personal power back. These little kids are teaching their parents. It's really incredible. So I, I have absolutely no doubt um, that what you're saying is true with the kids talking about, because, you know, kids, kids want to do what's good for them. And we have so much as parents, sometimes 
Um, sometimes we let that go. And, and I can say that as a parent, because I know I have, and, uh, and I want what's best for my kids. So having them on board in this whole process, helping us, reminding us, uh, nudging us to make positive choices. I mean, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank yeah. You. Thank you, Prescott. This has really been amazing. Uh, we got to meet your dad and, and your mom and see what incredible influences they were in your life and continue to be. And bringing this all the way back around um, to, to our partnership that I am so thrilled about to be able to bring superfood friends to all of our schools and to be able to offer this um, along with the Choose Love Movement programming is, I mean, for me, that is such a, a, a full package. I mean, that's just, that's the end all be all. And I feel so, um, so thankful and grateful to you for, uh, for, for um, facilitating that connection with us. Thank you so much, Prescott. We started off by talking about our birthdays. Your birthday is June 21st. Mine's June 19th and Jesse's is June 30th. So this is actually Jesse's birthday month. And I'm going to say that this podcast right here is, is my birthday present from Jesse to me because I am so thrilled to know you and so inspired by you listening to you talk and, 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 you know, allowing us to go on your journey with you and how all of this was created and how your brilliant mind works. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, do you have any kind of last, uh, uh, words of wisdom that you would like to leave us? Well, I think that the underlying theme that I may have touched on throughout this whole discussion that I wanted to make a conscious effort to bring it to light, to bring it to the forefront of what you're doing, what I'm doing, is the importance of the connection of family, the importance Mm -hmm. of the influence of family, the importance of the togetherness, the support, the, the ideology behind being inspired by the people who you are connected to on a blood level. Because a lot of families go through situations where they don't talk or I'm mad at this person. I hear people talk, oh, I I haven't spoken to my mother or my father or my brother. I'm like, what are you talking to? You only get one family. You're gonna have millions of friends, but you're only gonna have one, one mother, one father. So the importance of family and the importance of the connection and closeness and the support and the love that families give each other because there's indifference, there's difference of opinions, different personalities. But when you love each other and you accept each other for who you are and you embrace each other, that's when magic happens. Because when I embraced who my mother was and I embraced who my father was, and then they embraced who I was and they supported me and they encouraged me to, to be a creative, to, to play the drums. And my father didn't go, no, go to college, be a doctor, that's it. He was like, oh, you wanna be a drummer? Oh, you wanna be an inventor? You wanna write books, you wanna create care, you wanna do all this stuff? And he says, yes, anything is possible. And this will be the last thing I'll say. When mm-hmm. I was in, I don't remember what grade I was in, but it was one of those career days where they have the kids go to the front of the class and they go, hey, little Billy, what do you wanna be when you grow up? Billy said, I wanna be an astronaut. And then little Sally would say, I wanna be a nurse. And I went up and I said, I want to be everything. And the teacher goes, what do you mean you want to be everything? I said, I want to be everything. I want to be a drummer. I want to be an inventor. I want to be a a movie star. I want to be an actor, a model, a bodybuilder, an animator. She says, wait, you can't do all that. I said, says who? So what she says, says me. I said, well, my father, you you ain't the boss of me. My father raised me knowing, telling me anything is possible. So I'm telling you. I'm going to do everything when I grow up. And she says, okay, next. Because it went over her head. She couldn't conceive. She couldn't possibly accept. You want to know why? Because her parents didn't teach her that. So now she's standing in front of kids with this 
compartmentalized, single-minded focus that you can only do one thing. And then we grow up in a culture and a society thinking we can only be one thing. I mean, this is, we're in a, we're in a, a we are in a generation of transgender being, people being different sexes, people being in different jobs, women, female coaches of NBA teams and, and um, not coaches, but referees. People can do anything's possible. It's us, it's the humans that go, that put a ceiling on things and put walls and boundaries and limitations and create a box. I think outside, I don't even live in a box. I don't know what a box is. The world is my playground. The world, the universe is my box. So as far as the universe goes, that's where I see my potential and my opportunities. It's, I can't, it's so vast, I can't, even, I can't even fathom it. That's how my brain works because any idea I have, I'm like, okay, that's the idea. Okay, if I obviously, because I, I once read or saw something where it says, when you have an idea, the, that's the universe's way of showing you something that doesn't exist, but that can be because it gave you the idea to create it, just like the body bench, just like the superfood friends, just like Apple, just like Microsoft, just like Facebook. Come on. Everybody I just mentioned, I'm sure there were naysayers. You can't, because MySpace just dove and, and Facebook just became this juggernaut. Microsoft, Apple, freaking, um, what's his name? Um, Amazon, Jeff Bezos just started selling books. Now he's the richest man in the world because he sells everything. Because he had that I can do anything mentality. And if we teach kids that along with mental health, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, nutritional health, all the stuff that we're talking about, we're going to be, we are, we are unstoppable. And somebody told me this the other day. I, I would always make a positive affirmation say, I am going to do this, or I am going to do that. And my friend said, no, you are that. You're not going to do that. You are that. Because if you're going to do it, you're chasing it. If I'm going to exercise today, okay, that's in the foreseeable future. But if you just get up and put your clothes on and you go in the gym and you pick up the weight, now you say, I am exercising. You see what I'm saying? So now I'm in the mindset of I am doing, I am it. I claim it as if it is not. We teach that, Allison. We we or Prescott. We teach that. (laughs) I'm so excited. Um, That's (laughs) exactly what we teach: positive affirmations and the "I am." Don't put it in the future. Absolutely, Prescott Ellison. Anything is possible. Quote end quote. Wow, that's the lesson for today. You're the model for that lesson. And that's what we're going to do together because I believe that as well. People told me you can't have a program. You can't, there are already some out there in less than 10% of us schools, by the way, but they're too expensive. You're not going to be able to compete with them. Oh, you definitely can't offer it for free because you'll, you'll, nobody will, nobody will take you seriously. You'll never be able to keep it going. Here I am eight years later, over 10,000 schools in every state, 112 countries and growing. I am doing it. You are doing it. So high five, man, because we're going to do it together. I love this. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. This is the first of, of many, but this is just an introduction to Prescott Ellison, to the world and Superfood friends. And I look forward to, to how you will enrich my life and vice versa and uh, and also that tea. Let's talk after. As soon as we finish this podcast, I'm going to send you an email <laughs> with all the directions okay. and all the ingredients, just like awesome. I did. Hey. All right. I love you so much. Thank you. It's all part of us. We can all choose love. It'll lift you up if you let it in. Let Thanks for listening to the Choose Love Podcast. Our positive, empowering messaging is reaching millions of people all over the planet. Join the worldwide movement to choose love 
Our programming is in over 10,000 schools, homes, and communities across the country, in every state, and over 112 countries and counting. We're giving individuals of all ages the essential life skills they need to flourish. You can be part of the solution, too. We have sponsorship opportunities available that help support us and enable you to share in helping create a safer, more peaceful, and loving world. Contact me on our website, ChooseLoveMovement.org.